Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome to At Your Service here on KMOX this evening. And uh, Greg Damon sitting in the big chair. That's right. It's been a while since I've been back, but uh, we are locked and loaded tonight. And uh, we're going to have some fun here on At Your Service here on KMOX Monday night. And uh, we're going to take some listener phone calls. All sorts of great stuff coming up tonight. And we'll get into that a little bit. I want to bring in a good friend of ours. You just heard him. Our good friend Kevin Wheeler joins us here on the program. Mr. Wheeler, how are you, sir? I mean, I, any day that I get to talk to my favorite Greg Damon who lives in St. Louis on the radio is a good day. I love talking to you, Greg Damon. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. You know what? I was thinking it has been a hot minute since we've done a show together. It's been a hot decade. <laughs> <laughs> no, it hasn't been that long, but yeah, it goes back. I mean, like, you know, we've. You've definitely come on with me at times. I mean, I know I've I, I've done a couple. We've done a couple of things, but not not a lot. Like like totally co-hosting a show like we did the Kenny Wallace show back right. in the day. Right. Exactly. Exactly. We had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, obviously, you being a newbie to the auto racing a newbie. world. That's well, you know. You, How about you, an idiot? You I just like, you just kind of like you're on the you were on the fringe. How, you know what I mean? <laughs> what was it like for you? <laughs> Co-hosting a, a a show about you know about racing, about NASCAR primarily, but about racing with a, a guy like Kenny, who's been in it his whole life, a driver, his whole family, and I'm like you got him, and then you get a dope like me. <laughs> like how crazy was it? like you got one guy that's done it all his life. You know everything there is to know about racing and automobiles, and I know nothing about either of them yet. I got to drive the show, which was the funniest thing ever. I had uh, I had a great time doing it. It was a lot of fun, uh, but I will tell you. I will tell you, Kevin, I always like the deer in the headlights look from you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much every time we talked about anything related to cars, you guys are all like, ah, you got to get the you know, fuel injection going with the drive shaft. And I'm like, uh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> you guys, man, I'll tell you what, I, I will say you, you and Kenny and obviously, you know, the, we had great listeners and, you know, awesome guests and all that. I mean, it, it was a lot of fun. It was just like, you know, total fish out of water stuff. And I felt like the only role I could really play would be, you know, just the comedic the, the, role. The, Let's the just village say that. idiot, right? I mean, like just you know, hopefully people will <laughs> laugh at my stupidity. <laughs> oh, we had some fun. You had some interesting questions and comments and uh it, it really worked out well. Uh you caught me off guard many times. So that's what I had to do, man. That's my job. That's your job. That's your job. So, obviously, Kevin Wheeler, the sensei of baseball all over the place. Uh, what do you think, Kevin? You, what, do you, what do you think the Cardinals are going to do? You think they're going to think they're going to ramp it up? What, what's going on? I mean, what's the bottom line here? Put on your look, put on your thinker hat and tell me what's going on. I'll tell you. Here, here are the two things, two ways that I'm look, that I'm looking at this. One 
is here's what the math says. Okay, the ma- and I'm bad at math, so I go to other people for this. But you know what the math says is you got a one percent chance of making the playoffs. That's what it says. Like if you go to Baseball Reference and you look at the playoff odds, what are your chances of making the postseason? It's a one percent chance. Now that's probably about what it looked like uh, in 2011. You know, it's probably what it looked like in at the end of August. But but we can't always go back to that kind of crazy run, right? Because how often does that happen? You know, it, it's it's not something that you can count on on any kind of regular basis. But the reality, outside of the math, the reality is here, Greg, that it, if it's not going to happen in the next three weeks, then it's probably not going to happen, right? I mean, you've got, you know, you won the series against the Royals over the weekend. That's a good thing. They're going to have to throw in some sweeps. And it's, in fact, that's, I mean, Mike Schilt mentioned that last week. Like, yeah, we're going to have to, we're going to have to sweep some teams here. You got to get on a streak. Uh, but you've got the Pirates and the Royals this week. Then you got the Brewers next week, and then it's Pirates, Tigers, and Pirates again. So you look at all of those games against the Pirates and the Royals and the Tigers, and you've got to win the vast majority of them. And then you got to beat the Brewers head to head. You got 13 games left with them, so you probably have to beat them nine or ten times to make up ground. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, they have a shot. There's no doubt about it. They've got a shot to do it. Now, do you think the, uh, you know, uh, and I'm sure you've talked about this at nauseum, but you know it. I'm behind the mic, so I'm going to ask the questions. Uh, <laughs> what do you think the additions of uh, of Hap and Lester uh, are, are doing? Well, I mean, so Hap had the one start. He was actually all right. You know, his start against uh, Atlanta went reasonably well. He gave up, I think it was two earned runs in five and a third or five and two third. But, you know, it was a competitive start and the kind of start that they've needed to stabilize. Lester, it's been a little, it's been a little bit less. Uh, productive in that regard. You know, his first start, the first inning blew up on him, and, you know, it, it was you know it was difficult to recover after that. He pitched yesterday, and the first few innings were okay, but it ended up being five earned runs and five and a third, and that's just, you know, and against a bad offensive team, too. It's just, it, 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 for, for that part of the rotation to stabilize, it's going to have to be more than that. Now, the good news, Greg, is um, looks like Jack Flaherty's probably going to be back Thursday. Uh, against the Pirates, Miles Michaelis, as long as there's no setback from last night's game, should be back later in the week too. So you won't need everybody that you currently have in the rotation. You know, with with Kwon Young Kim going on the injured list today, there's one. Uh, I guess you could say Jack Flaherty slides into one spot there, and then somebody else is still going to have to come out when Michaelis uh, returns. And you know, at this point, it would probably have to be Lester, I would think. I mean, you know. Depends on what Hap does, I guess, uh, later this week. But those guys are probably pitching to stay in, yeah. No, I I think you're right on that. Um, you know, hopefully they can turn things around. I hope the the pitchers coming back is is you know it's been their Achilles heel. Uh, we've yeah. flirted with that with that 500. Can't you know up or down, just right over that mark, yeah. and just can't seem to get any ground. Well, I mean, and again, there've been a lot of reasons for it, but they're they're you know they're reasons that other teams have had too, right? I mean. You look at some of the teams that are in front of you, and they've had injury problems. Look at Milwaukee as an example, right? Milwaukee is 66 and 46, right? So, again, I'm not really good at math, and I'm not supposed to do math live on the radio, Greg, but I think that's 20 games over 500. And Christian Yelich is hitting 230 with six home runs. I mean, their rock star, their best player, has really not done much of anything on offense, and they're 20 games over 500. Right. So, you know, like the Cardinals aren't the only team that have had problems with injuries. The Brewers have clearly had them too. But the difference is 
the Brewers' starting pitching has been ridiculously good. You know, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, Corbin Burns are all having ma- are amazing seasons in the starting rotation. The highest ERA of those three is 239. <laughs> wow. And those guys combined, you're talking about 60 starts. So 60 starts from those three guys, and you're getting 239, 223, 221 ERA from the three. So that's the difference. That's it. That and, you know, you know the, the extra guys. You know, like the fourth starter's been pretty good too, you know, like a 350 ERA or whatever. Like their starting pitching is the difference. And normally that's what the Cardinals are. But with two guys out and a couple of disappointments this year, it just hasn't worked that way. Nope, I agree. Hey, Kevin, let me ask you this real quick before I go to break here. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for hanging out and uh, and uh, keeping me company here for the first part of the show. Appreciate that. Well, you know I'm going to uh, do that. I love my Greg name. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Did you watch the Olympics? Big Olympic watcher? Not really. <laughs> I mean, I, I do watch a little bit. I, and I, I will say this. I consume the Olympics the way a lot of younger people consume sports in that I seek out things on Twitter, right? Like, I want to see the highlights. I want to see, you know, certain events. Like, I, I like to try, I like some of the big track and field events. I like the sprints. Um, you know, I've always been interested in that. I, I will also seek out where I know the, the Team USA is strong, you know, some of the swimming events. Um, you know, I, I will watch a little of the basketball. But, God almighty, man, Greg, it's so hard when you're, when you're working baseball. No, I get it. I get doing it. Pre and post. I mean, there just isn't much time to watch like full events. So I usually get, I usually catch a lot of the highlights. I will say my favorite thing about the Olympics was watching Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg <laughs> do commentary on Peacock. It was the greatest thing ever, man. I, I, I wish they had a daily show doing that. That was, that was hilarious. I thought you were going to tell me Tara Lipinski and Johnny Weir. So, uh, I mean, those two guys, I'll tell you what, man. Yeah, I, I think I know who those two. Who are the, the well, they're, oh, they were skaters. They right? were skaters. Yes. Oh, yeah. I don't watch that. <laughs> I, I don't watch as much of the Winter Olympics. I do like like the luge and the bobsled. Now, see that to me. I, so first of all, Casa Damon. Let me tell you, the Olympics are number one. They're, oh yeah. Yeah. Both my wife and I love the Olympics. We love uh, the summer, but Winter Olympics to me. Uh, you know, I'm a hockey freak. Winter Olympics to me, man, that is uh, that that's the prime because I do. I love the bobsled. I love the skeleton. I love the luge. Mm-hmm. You know, I love uh, I love all that stuff. So and the ski jumping. I'm always waiting for the agony to defeat again. So oh man, yeah, I, I would say yeah. As a general rule, I'm probably a little bit more into some of those sports. But I mean, I you know from when I was a kid, Greg. I mean, like the Olympics, the Summer Olympics were the big deal. Were 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 a big deal too because Carl Lewis was a rock star. I you know I really enjoyed the track and field stuff. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I didn't follow the baseball this time around because I'm following Major League Baseball. Right. I mean, I loosely follow it, but I don't sit and watch it, and I don't watch the basketball games as much as I used to. Um, but yeah, I'd say it's it's a it's a passing thing that I have interest in. I mean, like, I covered the 2000 Olympics in Sydney, and it was one of my favorite things ever. Man, I went to I saw field hockey, men's field hockey between England and India, which is apparently a huge rivalry. It's like Yankees, yeah, Red Sox. absolutely. In the field hockey world, um, I went and saw archery. Did the did some diving. Saw the uh, boxing stuff. I mean, like, there's a lot to like about it. It's just unless you're dedicated to it, it's really hard when you've got a different sports duty. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, man. Hey, Kevin, I want to thank you again for uh, hanging with us. Thanks so much for uh, for everything you do for me and uh, and for KMOX. I uh, love listening to you here on the uh, on the airwaves. But uh, I got some other stuff I got to get to. 
I know, man, it's time for the smart stuff. So you go have some fun and have some talking to, talking to smart people about smart things, and I'll talk sports with you tomorrow. All right, sounds great. That's Kevin See Wheeler, you, my friends. You are listening to At Your Service here on KMOX on a Monday evening. My name is Greg Damon, and uh, we're going to get into it here. So I'm going to talk about the Olympics coming up in the next segment. Uh, I'd like you to join us if possible, 436-7900, You know, what are these Olympics going to be known for? What is it going to be known for this year? Nobody in the stands? Is that one of them? Is it going to be, uh, you know, is it, is it going to be COVID? Is it going to be mental health? What is it going to be these, these Olympics known for? So I'm a huge Olympics fan. We're going to talk about that. Love for you to join us again. 436-7900-1800-925-1120. You're listening to At Your Service here on KMOX on a Monday evening. Welcome back, my friends. KMOX at your service. Man, I got to do this more often. They got some funky music here. I'm all about it. Hey, we are talking the Olympics. Greg Damon's my name. Uh, We're talking the Olympics. Uh, I hope you watch the Olympics. I love the Olympics. My wife is is a huge sports fan, and I got to tell you, she is, man, she is all about the Olympics, and uh, we watched as much as possible anytime we got. I even watched it on my phone. Uh, we just love everything about the Olympics and, and, you know, some, some really some great stories that, uh, that come out of it. But what I want to know from you guys, I'd like to take a few phone calls here and here's the numbers 314-436-7900-1800-925-1120. You know, what do you think these Olympics are going to be known for? You know, is it going to be COVID? Is it going to be, Hey, is it going to be people speaking out? Is it going to be about mental health? What is these Olympics going to be known for? Uh, you know, nobody in the stands. Uh, you know, the athletes The athletes came together, I bet, and, I, and I'll get into that a little bit, but I want to go and uh, let's talk to Randy. Hey, Randy, guess what, man? You got the pole position today here on the At Your Service Show. And Randy just dropped off. So, Randy, give us a call back and you'll get right on. Uh, other than that, I want, to, I want to tell you this. As I said, my wife is a huge, huge fan of the Olympics, huge. And uh, so we were talking about it, and, and uh, when uh, when I knew I was going to do the show, we're talking about the Olympics and and how much we enjoy it. So I asked her the question. I said, "Hey, she's she's my rock. She's the one that I bounce stuff off of. She's the one that's well. She's a lot smarter than I am. I'll just put it to you that way. Uh, you know, without fans, I asked. So I asked her the question. What do you think the Olympics can be known for? And this is what she said. I had to write it down because that's what she said. Uh, without fans and family, it sure seemed like the, uh, the, the athletes had a lot more camaraderie and sportsmanship. You know, you look at, uh, you remember the high jumpers, and I think they were uh, Italy and Qatar, that uh, they tied. And the, and the Olympic official came over and said, hey, you guys want to jump off? And they said, what's the alternative? They said, you both get gold medals. And they just like, yes, we both want gold medals. And they're jumping up and down and, and hugging it out and having a great time. And uh, so to me, it seems like just a little bit more. And I do agree with her once I started thinking about it, about the, uh, about the examples that these athletes have shown to everybody uh, of what it's like to, to be sportsmanlike. What it's like, my, you know, my kids play sports. Uh, everybody's kids play sports, it seems like. You know, what it, it kind of brought it back to the forefront uh, for me and my wife. Remember when the uh, in the 800 meters, the USA runner uh, and the uh, the guy from I believe it was Botswana, 
Uh, they got together, tripped, and man, you know what? They picked each other up and they finished the race themselves together at the same time. And that's that's just kind of the cool stuff that uh, that I've seen out there. I, I got to tell you, folks, I, I love the Olympics. Now, I'm going to step on my soapbox right now, and I wish that they would. I, and I understand that, uh, you know, you want to show it in prime time. You want to show the big events. But, hey, I love the swimming. I love the gymnastics. But, man, where where was, you know, where where was a lot of the uh, women's volleyball? Where was a lot of the of the pole or the, uh, the yeah the pole vault? I'll go with that or the water polo. Uh, you've rarely seen any of the air rifle or one of my favorite events is uh, uh, fencing. You hardly ever got to see that. You hardly got to see any taekwondo. Got to hardly see any boxing whatsoever. You had to go to different channels all the time, and what they what the guide said was on really wasn't what was on. Um, so don't get me wrong. I think uh, I love the swimming. I love the gymnastics. But there's all sorts of other great sports out there that I think should get some play. Um, you know, and I understand that that a lot of the news outlets and things like that, they want to say, hey, America won gold in this. But, heck, I want to see it, man. I want to see it. I want to see it happen. And uh, how about the uh, how about the lady wrestler? And I can, I'm sorry, I, I, I forget her name. Uh, what a great speech she did when she was interviewed about uh, – uh, you know, just her her winning and and everything else. Uh, it was just uh, just amazing. Uh, I really uh, I really like it. I mean, there's just so much fun. How about the uh, the lady that won the uh, surfing new sport to the Olympics, uh, Carissa Moore? Man, she uh, she was amazing. She was amazing, and in her interview was amazing, and it got to be a lot of fun uh, watching these guys. You know, they had to wait a whole nother year for the Olympics. It was supposed to be last year. The uh, men's shot put, gold medal. After he wins his gold medal, he wraps a flag around him, and he's got a sign that says, hey, Grandpa, we did it, 2020. And everybody's like, why 2020? This is 2021. Yeah, remember the Olympics are supposed to take place in 2020, and his grandfather died uh, before he could reach that. So uh, just some great stories that uh, that came out of it. I loved all the athletes. I love their personality. I love when they, you know, just get up and just, and just compete, just compete so hard. And, you know, it's a hundredth of a second to get beat in swimming, hundredth of a second to get beat in track. Um, you know, speaking of track, one of my favorite events, uh, you know, the running is great, but, man, let's let's show some field events. Let's show the discus. Let's show the hammer throw. Let's show the javelin. Uh, you know, the triple jump, we got it when the American was doing it. And, uh, you know, I... I we should have all those. They should all be available for us. I mean, with the TV the way it is and streaming and everything else, you should be able to uh, you should be able to just get any sort of event that you want to, or heck, even you can even pay for it and watch it later or something like that. That's kind of my soapbox. Again, you got something you want to talk about? Hey, let's uh, let's hear from you. Four three six seven nine hundred one eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty. Let's go right to the phones and let's talk. Whoop! We'll try to get it here. Try one more time. There we go. You're on the air. Hey, how you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. I enjoy watching like team handball. That's that's entertaining. But right. I tell you, the one that blew my mind was uh, race walking. There was a guy <laughs> who, at, at one point, was averaging a six minute thirty second mile walking. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And you know what? What's really crazy to me is. When those umpires or referees, they'd stick that sign out right in front of them as they were walking, you know. And uh, so if they're if they're off, you have to have one foot on the ground 
at all times. Time. Right. Yeah. 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 Kind of crazy. Six minute, 30-second mile. There's people who can't <laughs> run that, you know? Yeah, me one yeah. of them. <laughs> team handball, team handball, water polo. I love watching those as well. Wow, water I mean, polo is amazing. I watch stuff during the Olympics. I mean, watching ping pong, table tennis. My God, that's insane. It is insane. There is no doubt about that. Uh, so let me ask you this. About, I want to go back to the race walking real quick. What do you think of those folks? Do you think you think uh, in later in life they've got to get hip replacements? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, hip, knees. I, I used to marathon run when I was in the Air Force, and I'm, I'm only 55, and three years ago I had a knee replacement. So, yeah, they're, they're headed for some fake, fake appendages, yes. Absolutely. Hey, thanks so much for joining us here on the program tonight. And uh, we appreciate every phone caller, 436-7900-1800-925-1120. We're going to take a break. We're going to change it up a little bit. We're going to talk about President Biden's new plan about the automotive industry where he wants half of the vehicle fleet to be electric cars by 2030. Lauren Fix is going to join us. Stick around. You're listening to At Your Service here on KMOX. Welcome back, my friends. KMOX on a Monday night. That's right. At your service. That's what we're doing here tonight. If you want to join us, 436-7900-1800-925-1120. Those are the phone numbers. Greg Damon sitting in the big chair. That's right. Back in the saddle. Now, folks, you know I am, uh, I'm normally doing the uh, automotive show here on KMOX. Uh, so this, uh, this story kind of caught my eye, and uh, I wanted to, wanted to talk about it here on the program uh, so President Biden has signed uh, a, an executive order that encourages automakers to produce more zero-emission vehicles, and it sets a new goal of making half of all new cars and trucks emission-free by 2030. Now, this would include battery, electric, plug-in hybrid, electric, and hydrogen fuel cells cars. Hey, on paper, that looks great, but in the real world, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. I'm telling you that right now. So... I brought my good friend. She's a really good friend. She's been on my show, oh, hundreds of times. My good friend, Lauren Fix. She's the car coach, national automotive expert. She's joined us here on the KMOX At Your Service show. Lauren, how are you? I'm good. How are you? You know what? I'm just doing, you know what? I'm just as sweet as ever today. That's what I'm going to tell you. I am fired up, and I am ready to, uh, to get in discussion here uh, about this. Uh, really, 2030 uh, and 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 making half the cars, you know, really electric. I, I, there, there's no way that is that it can do it. You know, you know, Lauren. I know you know this question, but I'm going to say it anyway. Do you know why we use the internal combustion engine? Because it's the best use of, of power per, per gallon per mile. Boom, and we, yeah, and. You can fill up in seven minutes and be back on the road, and you have unlimited freedom to go wherever you want, for as far as you want, anywhere you can drive. And that's what they want to control because they really don't like the fact that we have freedom. And the more they can limit it, the more control they have on us. And it's more than just cars. It's literally every aspect of our lives that they want to control. Because they know what we're doing. They run the post office and Amtrak. They got that down. Yeah, you know, you know what's what's really crazy. First of all, hey, we're Americans. We love our cars. It's been a part of our history. We love our cars. We love to drive our cars. 
We do a lot of stuff in our cars. If you ask any American, they've got a great story about their car. So don't tell me about this electric stuff. So this also says, this, this is what administration officials, uh, this is out of the USA Today, by the way. It says that the rule would save drivers money at the pump and would decrease gasoline consumption by about 200 billion gallons over four years. They estimate the standards would prevent an additional 2 billion metric tons of climate warming carbon pollution from being released into the atmosphere. Well, Lauren, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, that may be. That's not true. That's not true. Well, wait a minute. No way. Your electricity costs are going to go through the freaking roof. Well, now, wait a minute. I'm going to play devil's advocate. That is is probably true for the cars if they they achieve 50% of electric cars. Now, Now, Lauren. You're on, you're on every TV show around. You're on all sorts of radio shows. You have your own podcast. You, you, people can go to your website, get car tips. I, I got to ask you, you know, when, when you look at this, there's, we, we have no infrastructure for this. And really, when it gets down to it, as you started to allude to, how do we make electricity here in the United States? We use coal and natural gas. So... Does, and, and nuclear power. Okay, so now we're using more electricity, which the grid will never support. But we're right. going to use uh, we're going to use more electricity. So now we're ramping up those power plants, and they're burning more coal. They're you know burning more natural gas. And so mm-hmm. now, what happens? That's called base. That's called base load power. So when you looked at Texas, remember they were dark for how many weeks? Oh, Why they were worried, but they had a snowstorm, right? And why was it? Because base load power is coal, natural gas, and nuclear power. And what's the number one export out of the state of Texas? Oil. oil. Right. So they were told by this energy panel, I think it was nine people, that most of them had been elected that were, they were green environmentalists. Fine, whatever. You can have whatever beliefs you want. Welcome to America. And they decided they were going to do less base load and more wind and solar because they're in Texas. Well, what ended up happening was we had an unexpected snowstorm, which gave us a great example of what's going to happen in the rest of the country. So you have no base load. You don't have enough to run hospitals. You don't have enough to run nursing homes, enough to run anything. Everyone, there's emergency things all over the place we need to run, you know, and you can't run them. And not even enough to run their plants to produce coal and natural gas into electricity because they didn't have any base load. So they realized this was a mistake and that Ford was donating F-150 trucks for nursing homes. You had generators powered by diesel. They were those big generators like they use in Puerto Rico when they got hit by the, the, the last storm. So when you start looking at that, you're going, wow, so we're using fossil fuels. And just to give you a heads up, you will never get rid of fossil fuels. Never. Anyone who says we are is smoking drugs, and I'll tell you why. The medication that we take, that people take all the time, is processed by fossil fuels. Well, how about those plastic? cool electric cars, right, all those cool electric cars, all those cool shapes, that's fossil fuels. You want a vegan interior? Great, there's no cows, but it's Fossil fuels. Every single thing you wear, every single thing you touch, every single thing you can imagine has something to do with fossil fuels. Even cotton sheets are processed with fossil fuels. We'll never get rid of it. Don't let anyone kid you. Nope. You're 100% correct. I I don't understand this as, you know, being in the automotive industry as long as I have on on the repair side and stuff, I I just don't see it. You know, now... I thought the Chevy Volt was was kind of a revolutionary car. Hey, it's high. It's uh, you know, it's it's a it's electric, but we've got an engine in case we run out of electricity. I've got an engine to get me right. where I'm going. 
So right, I, nine gallons, but it's something. Well, you know, but when your uh, when your Nissan Leaf runs out of electricity, uh, so are you walking down to the charging station with a gas can to put some electricity in there and come back and charge your car? <laughs> no, you know what they do, and I have there's someone who posted it on Twitter. Some Tesla ran out of battery power, so they picked it up on an F two fifty flatbed. Took the flatbed over to the charging station, then charged, put the charging cable on the Tesla while it was in the flatbed because it couldn't move it. Right. And it charged on the back of the flatbed, and then they unloaded the car once it had enough juice in it. That's ridiculous. What are we doing? Why are we hurting ourselves? Well, this makes no sense. And I will tell you right now, 2%, 2% of the car on the road, on the road today are electric. You want to make it 50%? I will tell you, and, and this is not a mandate, by the way. This is something they're hoping for. It's not even going to be 40%. Manufacturers are forced to produce cars that people aren't buying that they don't make profit on. Now, I don't care whether you're selling it- coffee uh, on the back of your minivan. you got to make a profit. You can't take a loss and make it up in volume. Wait a minute. Tesla's and may have had a loss on their cars forever. Right. And the only way they make money and the only reason it keeps them in business is carbon credits. Right. So this is another story. So now you got carbon credits. He gets seven to ten for every car, and Ford or GM or Nissan they only get three to four. So when they're short and they don't meet the EPA standards of fifty-two miles to the gallon by twenty twenty-six, they have to buy those carbon credits. Now you're going to be paying into those carbon credits, every one of us, because when this infrastructure bill goes through, they're going to charge you a buy the mile tax. Everybody, electric and gasoline powered, and they're planning on increasing the gasoline taxes. So where is that money going to go? It's not going into roads and bridges. Don't let them kid you. It's going into the carbon tax. So you are doing the Green New Deal whether you want it or not. (laughs) That's exactly what they're pushing through. And that plus breathalyzers in cars is part of that infrastructure deal. There is so much bad stuff in that deal. If you start reading it carefully, even the people, the websites that support like the, the electric cars, even they're putting the truth out about this infrastructure bill. So you better look carefully before you and start barking and telling your people that you elected that this is not what you want. A- absolutely. Lauren, i got to do a break. Can you hang with me another segment? Sure. All right, fantastic. Sure. Hey, folks, we're visiting with Lauren Fix. She's a car coach. You can check her out on, boy, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you name any social media platform, she's going to be there. You can also go to her website. She's got some great car tips as well. Stick around. You're listening to At Your Service on KMOX on a Monday night. Welcome back, everyone. Camo X at your service here on a Monday night. Boy, we're having some fun here on Camo X. And we invite you to join us. 314-436-7900-1800-925-1120. We're visiting with uh, my good friend Lauren Fix. She's the car coach. She's a national automotive expert. She's all over the place. And I mean, I, Lauren, I, it'd be an hour if I started naming all the uh, news outlets and everything else that you're on all the time. <laughs> well, you know, I, I figure it this way. If you, if you limit yourself to one outlet, then you <laughs> miss telling everybody. So the more people that hear it, the more people that start doing a little research on their own and learning what's going on, why we are living our daily lives. If you, if you live with, you know, blinders on, Things happen, and you're like, how'd this happen? How come we have breathalyzers in our new cars? What? Yeah. I don't drink. Now, 
too bad. You're considered guilty till proven innocent. And this is part of the things that are in the infrastructure bill that they're trying to jam through. And these are things that I love to tell people about because once they realize what's going on, they're not afraid to stand up. People are pushed to the precipice where they finally say, you know what, I never got involved in whatever it is before, but now I need to know. I want to know about my car, what's going on. I want to know about maintaining it. And people start getting very proactive. And that's what you need to do is take, get away from the social media and look at the reality of things. And that's not just your car, but your life when you see a lot of things improve. Well, let's talk a little about the uh, – no, I agree with that. But let's talk a little about the uh, infrastructure. You know, that's one of the issues we have. We don't have the infrastructure mm-hmm. for, uh, you know, you can say uh, electric cars, hybrid cars. Even, you know, right. f- I, personally I think fuel cell is probably the way to go, but we have we are way have no infrastructure for that. Um, right. But that's, hydrogen. A- that's hydrogen or compressed natural gas. And, by the way, Hyundai is working on it as well as the Germans. And remember, back in the Bush administration – Bush, the second one, George W., he was working on hydrogen. And GM and Ford put a ton of money into it, and then they had to shelve it because Obama wanted electric cars. So that technology is still there, and now they're pulling it out and they're using it. So we may see that because it's a chicken and egg with the electric. It's a chicken and egg with hydrogen. Well, again, you know, if you're going to make hydrogen, the easiest way to do it is to split a water molecule, and you do it with electricity. So there again, you're back to square one. Exactly. But yeah, uh, so, how about that? <laughs> so, you know, we're a, we're, where I work, we're a certified hybrid shop. We do a lot of work on hybrids and things like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, the number one question that I'm asked is, how much is that battery? You know, that battery has a <laughs> shelf life of about 10 years. Uh, folks don't realize this. And, and it's great when you have your car brand new, but now think about it. When you got a flashlight... Every time you turn it on, what happens to those batteries? They start getting weaker and weaker and weaker. Same thing when you run this car and you keep recharging it, just like a deep cycle battery. But, Lauren, nobody seems to think that, hey, you know what? If it's raining outside, I got my wipers on here in Missouri. We got to have our headlights on when our wipers are on. Probably got my blower for my uh, heater going uh, up on the front windshield. All that takes away from that battery power. Your heated seats, same thing. Right, and that's exactly what they tell you if you've got an electric car. And I had a, a, a Ford Mach-E delivered to me and as a juror for the North American Car and Truck of the Year. They said, hey, you get this vehicle early. It's got 270 miles of charge. It's 28 degrees outside. He offloads the vehicle. I start it up, and it says 197. I go, <laughs> what happened to the 270? He goes, cold water. I'm like, are you kidding me? Could you imagine if, you, if you're an on-the-road salesperson? You go, oh, I drive 200 miles a day. Now you're short. So now you're sitting, waiting in line at a charging station in order to get it charged. Now, I was talking to a friend of mine who's really deep in electric charging vehicles just this evening. And he said, you know, the problem is if you go to a hotel at night, and he went to one that was in northern Michigan. He said, I get there. He goes, and he had a, a Ford mach And it's not that vehicle. It's all electric vehicles. He said there were three charging stations. There was a Tesla in one, a Leaf in another, and a, a Chevy Bolt in the third. So I had no place to charge. So I said, what would you do? He said, I parked the car at night and hope to find a charging station in the morning because those people were in for the night. So they weren't moving their cars till the morning. So if you have a 400-person hotel, you'd have to have 400 charging stations. That means you would have some serious electricity coming in there, which puts out some serious magnetic field. And no one's talking about the health point on oh, that. Yeah. Health impact. If you want to live near high-tension wires, be forewarned, multiple sclerosis, cancer, et cetera, et cetera, which is why they tell you not to build near high-tension power lines, which you would need to charge 400 charging stations. Again, this is the cart before the horse, typical government 
getting involved. They think they can do everything better. China has realized that this is a problem. They've put up 17 nuclear power plants last year, and they got 22 in the making right now because they don't have enough power. Right, exactly. Well, I don't even, you know, that's a whole other show for, uh, we can talk about the yeah. grid and everything else. I just have one more comment for you, Lauren. We're almost out of time. But, yeah. you know, folks don't realize that when that car is over, when that battery life is over and you got to replace that battery at a high cost, that's hazardous waste you got to pay for as well. Oh, yes, and it's expensive. Those batteries can be easily $7,000. So if you buy a used uh, electric vehicle, keep in mind you're going to be paying for that bill Absolutely. if you own that vehicle. So Lauren, it's coming if, to you one way or the other. Uh, Lauren, real quick, where can they find you? i got two seconds. You, you can go to carcoachreports.com on my YouTube, all forms of social media, at Lauren Fix. All right, Lauren. Hey, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us here on CamoX. Uh, you know, always, always fun uh, to have you on the program, Lauren. And again, give me your thank you. folks want to go to the carcoach.com. It's carcoachreports.com or all forms of social media at Lauren Fix. And just check her out on Twitter or anything else. I'm telling you, Lauren's got it all. Lauren, thanks so much for joining us. Love to have you on the show. We'll talk real soon. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Hey, that's our good buddy Lauren Fix talking about this uh, bill that was signed, or I shouldn't say bill, this uh, uh, what, uh, executive order that uh, President Biden signed about trying to make car electric cars 50% of the fleet in the United States. Folks, I just don't ever see it happening. Uh, all sorts of hazardous stuff going on. And then let's, we didn't even get into about the lithium and stuff for the batteries. Hey, we got to take a break. We'll see you on the other side of next hour. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.